Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hour 2 National Football Show, Dan Cilio, Archie Manning will join us at the bottom of the hour. Can't wait to hear from the former MVP. A grandkid, man. Who would have thought? Yeah, wait a minute. Why wouldn't I think that, right? How cool that must be, too. You know, you, you're you considered one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time when, you, when you're at Ole Miss. This is Archie. And you go to the worst franchise in the NFL, and I don't think he had one winning season when he played there. I think either nine or ten years. I forget how many years it was there that he played. And this guy wins an MVP award on the crappiest franchise in the NFL. And everyone has always said if Archie Manning had gone somewhere else and played and just the luck of the draw gave him a really poor franchise and it was poorly run, but you know what he did? Never complained about it. Never bitched about it. Went out and won as much as he possibly could and ended up, like I said, resulting in an MVP one season. And we got to remember back in that time you had Stallback and you had Bradshaw you had so many legendary quarterbacks that were playing during that time, and he would end up going on and winning an MVP award during that time on a losing team. Pretty crazy. So we will talk with our friend Archie Manning. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. All right. I put together a list of some of the teams that really did a really nice job this offseason in constructing a deal that made them better. And – these five deals here, I think, are going to be beneficial to these particular teams' success going into 2021. And if you look at all the deals here, there's no question, when you're looking at the teams, you're going to look at these teams and say, these are going to be contending teams for the postseason. Now, always remember this. When you get people that are talking 
about records and such and where they think they'll place in the NFC East or AFC East or what have you. Can't really do that because you really don't know what's on those particular rosters. You don't know until you see them start to play some ball games. And you're hoping that those teams end up going on and having enough depth to be able to get through a regular season. That's the key to this. You know, you can have top-line players as much as you possibly can. You can have top-line players. But the bottom line is, do you have enough depth to sustain injuries as part of the equation on winning? Look at Kansas City last year, for instance. Kansas City had such a great season. Then as they started to limp towards the end of the year, they lose both their tackles. They couldn't get a running game going. And Tampa Bay blew them out in the Super Bowl. Wasn't that they were a bad football team, that their injuries caught up with them in the very end. That's traditionally what happens to teams. It always happens. That's why the strong teams, and I kind of told you this last week, the teams that have special teams always look at that as a key. If you're looking at football teams that have really great special teams, traditionally they have a really good football team. May not be a great team, but they're going to be a team that can go out on any given Sunday and win a ball game because they're going to be able to sustain an injury. Okay. I put these down here. Let me get these things here. I know, right? Um, and I ranked them from five up, and we'll start there. At five, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs getting Orlando Brown. And Orlando Brown, in my opinion, is one of the premier offensive tackles. I even think, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Chiefs also got a second in 2022. They gave the um, – and they ended up giving up a 2021 first-rounder, a 2021 third-rounder, and a 2021 fourth-rounder. And listen, when you give the Ravens that kind of asset – what you're going to do is you're going to turn those numbers around next year and you're going to keep continuing to try to build for what you have in Lamar Jackson, the components around him. I think this was a great deal for all. I think there's no question that they were in dire need. They had to rebuild the entire uh, tackle position offensively in Kansas City. And one of the top three guys that are in the NFL, they went out and got it. And you know what they did? You just got – here, I've said this and I'll continually say this to you. You can't have a $500 million quarterback in a $5 offensive line. What's the point? Okay, I don't care how good Patrick Mahomes is. If he's running for his life, there's no way on being able to win ball games. That's what they did up in New England with Tom Brady. They had Brady. They knew they had somebody special. How many times did you see them investing in the offensive line? You know, new contracts. The only guys that were ever really paid in New England during the Brady time they were never the wideouts. They were never the D linemen. Hell, Chandler Jones got dealt. Richard Seymour got dealt. They ended up trading away Darrell Rivas. They were not, it was not beneath them to be able to go ahead and say, hey, we're going to deal this guy because they wanted to continue to build around Tom Brady in that offensive line. They knew that they could get away with a 26 ranked defense as long as Brady was upright. Hell, they won a Super Bowl like that one year. Defense was down in the low 20s, and they went out and won a Super Bowl still doing that. They knew they could do it because of ball control, because of how Brady played the game. So having an offensive lineman, by the way, a guy like Orlando Brown, how many times do you see a guy like that come out on the open market? You know, when Trent Williams' name was being bannered around out there like that, I thought that was the stupidest thing 
that Washington ever did. They created a gigantic problem with the best player on their team. Their best player on their team was never RG3. It was never Kirk Cousins. It was never Dwayne Haskins. You know who their best player was? Was Trent Williams, their offensive lineman. And they fractured their relationship with the guy. Have you seen that guy play in San Francisco? He's the closest thing to Larry Allen. He is the best tackle in the game. You don't let guys like that roll out of your building because you have a problem with them. And if he's 30, so what? O-linemen develop later in their careers. D-linemen early in their careers. Everyone knows that. Oh, well, unless you're an idiot. They let that guy walk right out of the building. Man. And now get this. He's the highest paid tackle in the game. <laughs> Duh. So Orlando did a really nice job by going and wanting to play in Kansas City. He's going to fit right in there, and he's going to be protecting the blind side of Patrick Mahomes. Perfect. That's how you draft. That's how you sign free agents. You're, you you look at the one – you know, it's, it's funny. In, in Green Bay, it's almost like, well, we don't want to put too much behind Aaron Rodgers. Why? Why wouldn't you put – Everything you had and all your muscle and all your might behind a guy who went 48 touchdowns and five interceptions. What's wrong with you? You're not there to make your ego and resume look good. You're there to win games. There's an ego problem in Green Bay. Makes no sense. At number four, I got the Panthers with Sam Darnold. Um, Jets. This was a decent trade. The Jets get a first this year. They got, let me see, I wrote the numbers down here. They got a 2022, they got a second. And I think in 2022, they also got a four. This is a reboot. And this is also something that, quite frankly, the Panthers can get away from. Here's what I mean by that. Watch this. If Deshaun Watson's name gets cleared, and he's able to get moved. Man, I could move off of Sam Darnold in 10 seconds. If what is he really that much of an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater was a former Pro Bowler. You know, before that injury up in Minnesota, Teddy Bridgewater had a Pro Bowl on his name. I don't know. Sam Darnold, have, have you done this? Now, some would go like this. Adam Gase, the Jets, I get it. It's the abyss of quarterbacks. Da, 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 da. You're right. All that's right. But when I see Sam Darnold play, I go like this. I don't know. He looks pretty decent. But would I go like this? Would I rather have Kirk Cousins? See, that's my that's my barometer on how low I'll go as a quarterback. I think I can win with Kirk Cousins. Anything below Kirk Cousins, I don't think I can win. So when I look at Sam Darnold and I go, Kirk Cousins, is he better? I don't think so. You think he's better than Kirk Cousins? I don't think he is. See, it's one thing to go like this. Well, Sam Darnold, man, he's no Patrick Mahomes. No, really, God, of course he's not. Okay, you think he's better? Sam Darnold's better than Dak? No. I don't think that. You think Sam Darnold's better than Baker Mayfield? No, I don't. Because Baker Mayfield's figuring it out, how to work inside of his offense now. Would Sam do that? See, why would I have to recreate what I'm already creating in Cleveland 
when I got the guy and I have already drafted the guy and I can reinvest in the guy. You know, it's it's kind of like going back over bad money. You don't want to keep doing that. I got a guy who's developing. That's what they got to figure out in Cleveland, too. Okay, do I want to rip the quarterback position up even though we're winning now? Do we want to upgrade it or do we continue just to watch this thing grow? That's what's going on in Cleveland. They're figuring out right now in Cleveland like this. Uh, can we upgrade the position? Is there anybody out there? No, Sam Darnold is not going to make them better. Now, with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, 37, though. You know, last hour we talked to Dave Hyde. Remember, with, remember this with Tom Brady. That's why there were only two teams kicking tires on Brady last year. Brady's 43. Okay, it won a Super Bowl. I get it. I'll take five years of sucking like they did in Denver after Peyton Manning. I understand that. But you have to be prepared for that. Because I think you're going to find another Hall of Fame quarterback in Denver after Peyton Manning. Or you're going to find another Hall of Fame quarterback in New England after Brady. Or in Tampa. That you're going to find another quarterback after Brady in Tampa. Good luck to you. Hell, the Dolphins are still searching. So, Sam Darnold. I think it's a good move. I think it gives Sam an opportunity. Matt Rule, you know, he can work his magic maybe, and who knows? Maybe the guy ends up being the guy everyone saw when he came out of college. Here was my assessment, and I still stick to it. He threw a boatload of picks at SC. Okay? He throws a boatload of picks in the NFL. I don't know. He's really not changed who he is. You know, remember that guy Josh Rosen that came out of UCLA? Everyone was like, man, Josh Rosen, man, he really throws a nice football. And I went, yeah, but he's always hurt. He's never healthy. And for the record, he's never won. And they were like, well, you know, he's like, and I'm like, well, I don't know. And he was never really anybody. He was a dude. All right, number three. I got the Titans here with Julio Jones. And the Falcons end up getting a – Second in 2022, and I think in 2023, I thought there was a fourth rounder also tagged to that move too. People don't really uh, throw that number up, but I think in 2023, I thought there was a fourth in there too somewhere. So that what everybody's looking at now is the two um, in 2022. That's a big pick. When you're in the first two rounds, actually when you're in the first three rounds, you know, you got an opportunity to really get a quality player there like that. So I think the Falcons end up getting it right here. Um, I think Julio Jones is going to bring a dynamic to that offense that's going to toughen that team up even more. Man, you got two beasts out there, and these two guys that are going to play Y and Z for that team are enormous. And get this, when you got that running back in the backfield and you've got that offensive line that can earth move, I'm promising you, friends, you're talking about a football team that can move the sticks. And if Julio Jones, watch this, I'll make this point to you. If Julio Jones, he ain't going to get in that offense. He's not going to have 100 catches. But if Julio Jones is at around 85 catches and 1,100 yards, Titans be in the AFC title game. Because what does that mean? That means play action was opened up. So you have play action working with Derrick Henry I mean, they'll look like highway lanes going through those offensive holes. You let that guy get ahead of steam up. See, the one thing you don't want to get with 
a guy like Derrick Henry, you got to tackle him immediately. Get him on the line of scrimmage. Because if that guy gets a head of steam going, <laughs> ask Josh Norman how that feels. That guy got a brick put in his chest. Hey, man, that guy put the – he'll put the love of the Lord in you, man, when you're out there running in open space. You got to get, like, real low. <laughs> better put your chin strap in, and you better have your mouthpiece in. That guy's going to knock some chiclets loose. And then you put Julio Jones on the other side of that freak, man. I can't wait to watch the Titans. little suspect on their defensive side of the football, but you can control the football game with that offense, man. As long as Tannehill doesn't turn into Tannehill, Miami, they're going to win a lot of games. That's a 12-win football team, barring any injuries. At number two, I got the Colts with Wentz. The Eagles now, they turn around and get. This year, they got a third. And in 2022, a second. And a first, which is con- – oh, no, it's conditional. That 2022 um, second is conditional, which could turn into a first-rounder. Um, 2021, they got a third this year for it. So next year, say Carson Wentz leads his football team to the AFC Championship, that pick could turn into a first-round pick for the Eagles. Kate, hey, can you imagine this? Think of this for a second. If you're Eagle fans, you're rooting for Wentz to do well. You're rooting for that guy to do well. Because if that guy does well, he turns into a first-round draft choice. You don't want to sit here going, hey, man, I hope that guy sucks out loud. Man, that's got to be one of the biggest conflicting things ever for for an Eagle fan. I got to root for Wentz? My God almighty, I can't do that. Yeah, you got to root for Wentz because then that two turns into a one. And that guy, hey, if he wins the Super Bowl, I mean, that would be the problem. So maybe you wish this if you're an Eagle fan. You hope he goes to the playoffs. You hope he gets to the you hope he gets to the playoffs and they get knocked out in the opening round. Because then you're somewhere in the middle of the pack. What you don't want to have is this guy goes all the way to the Super Bowl and wins it because then you're down around 32. And I'd be like this, oh, man. So it's a first rounder, but it's the last pick in the first round. And what we've done over the last three years, we let in or four years, we let Andy Reid go. And Andy Reid's won a Super Bowl, and now Carson Wentz has won one. <laughs> hey, man. You think Ben Simmons is getting killed today, (laughs) right? You think Ben Simmons is getting killed. And the number one move is the Rams getting Matthew Stafford, too. You're seeing all the uh, rose petals that are being thrown at uh, Matthew Stafford's feet by Sean McVay. He's saying it again today. Man, I love the guy. He's just one of my favorite guys. I've never seen anything like him. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen anything like it? Oh, my God, to me, he's the best. Helmets and shorts, too, right? Hey, love the guy. Oh, Lions ended up getting golf. Wow, thank you. Uh, and they ended up getting a 2022 and 2023 first round draft choice. I think they got a third also somewhere in there. So, yeah, <laughs> you got Jared Goff in a couple. I'll take the first rounders. You can keep golf's ass. I don't care. <laughs> Man. 
Yeah, Sean McVay, though, he's classic now. Oh, my God, this guy's the best. I've never seen anything like it. Hold it up, man. Unbelievable news, man. I mean, I never had a quarterback in my entire life where I had a guy like this where I could just throw the ball anywhere I felt like it, and this guy throws dimes. You know, this guy's – and you're like this. Okay. It can see right before my show here all the time, I give my boy Cal a lot of love, and Krause's always like, Jesus, man. Holy cow, you might need a lollipop, Silio. <laughs> I mean, holy cow, dude. Where are we going here, man? Give me a break, man. I think Sean McVay may need a lollipop. I love this guy. He's doing the best things I've ever seen. Unbelievable. <laughs> love the guy. He's one of the beast. Oh, my God, he's the best. All right. Let's switch gears and talk to one of the truly great people in football history and He's such an ambassador to the game. He's plugged into the college game as well. We'll ask him about that new decision of the Supreme Court today as well. We'll get his thoughts on Arch Manning, a whole bunch of stuff football-wise, quarterbacks of today. We'll talk Eli and Peyton. We'll do all that next with Archie Manning here on the National Football Show next. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. 
ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show. Dan Cilio here. Scheduled to join us, we'll have Archie Manning get his thoughts on everything football. Can you imagine Archie Manning, though, with his sons Peyton and Eli in college and with this new rule that has come out now that you can make money off your image and likeness? Eli Manning and Peyton Manning in college today? How about this? When this new young buck, Arch Manning, gets an opportunity to go into college football and then potentially pick the school, the pressure that he's going to have, but I'll tell you one thing that he will have, man, the pressure that this young kid's going to have just with the last name, and the expectations being so high. You know, what a great support system. You've got Peyton and Eli and Cooper and Archie and Archie's wife. I mean, you have the family that are going to be able to guide this kid through the uncharted waters. You know, I've said this before to you. One of the great assets that I had was that I got a chance to have a Hall of Fame relative. And he guided me. Anytime that I had an issue, I would talk to Andy Robustelli all the time. And I would ask Andy, you know, there was a time I was thinking of going and playing in Canada. He's like this, no, I'll call Bill Arnsberger at LSU. Let's see if there's an opportunity for you to transfer from Maryland down to um, LSU. Then before you know it, Oklahoma jumped in. And then the University of Miami jumped in. And if it wasn't for Andy Robustelli helping me and giving me the guidance that, you know, that I was able to call a guy who was a former MVP of the NFL himself and who made it to the Hall of Fame, who was a general manager of the New York Giants for a little bit and was so plugged into the sports world, I had an absolute massive asset where I could sit there and I can ask questions and I could absolutely, without a doubt, if I needed anything, I could just basically ask him uh, his advice. And he would give me massive advice all the time when it came to what direction I should take. And I always looked to that and it was really great. So Arch Manning is going to be in a position now where he's got – his grandfather, his two uncles, Cooper, who's been like the, if I'm not uh, mistaken, I think Cooper's been like the business partner for the brothers and they've got like a corporation. And I think Cooper's been kind of like running that from what I'm understanding. I think that's the dynamic there. And this is Cooper's son. So Cooper's got an opportunity now to watch his son, maybe do something that he was not able to do because he was injured. Uh, I think Cooper, if I'm not mistaken, got injured in college. So there was a dynamic there that, you know, without a doubt, man, I mean, the Manning family has seen it, done it, been there, and been through it all. There's no 
doubt about it there that I can't wait to see what school from what I'm understanding. He's taking a look at Clemson. I think he's taking a look at Alabama. So, um, you know, when you're, when you're picking a college, like I told you on recruiting trips, I had a guy sleeping in my driveway when it, it got to like that first Wednesday in February, that was the old national letter of intent day. And I had a guy sleeping. Norm Gerber's name was at Syracuse, and he slept in my driveway. I remember we were sitting there, and we're getting ready. And the recruiting wars that people go on to try to get kids, man, I can't wait to see where Arch goes. With that being said, we bring in our friend here, Archie Manning. And, Archie, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, my pleasure, Dan. Glad to be with you, pal. You know, Archie, I was just talking to people that – you know, about Arch Manning, who's going to make a choice here pretty soon on what school he's going to go to, that I had a dynamic in my family where I could go to Andy Robustelli, uh, my uncle, and I can ask him, you know, Andy, is this the right move? What did you need to do in college? Is this, how do I get to the NFL? What are the roadmaps? He never pushed it on me, Archie, but he always like gave me the, the yellow brick road on how to get there. What, what, what an asset Arch has between you, his uncles, his father, Cooper. I mean, it, but it's still a lot of pressure on a young kid, isn't it? Well, I think it's a lot of pressure because of all the attention that it's getting, Dan. But actually, um, he's handled it very well. He, he's in a good place mentally. Uh, his, his dad, uh, Cooper, I think has handled the whole process extremely well. You know, the the world has changed. World of recruiting has really changed since Cooper, Peyton, Eli all went through it. I mean, it's totally changed. Here, here is Arch is getting ready to go into his junior year in high school. When those guys came, were playing back at, back in the nineties, uh, the recruiting hadn't even started yet. I mean, it, it really nothing even started getting letters and things your junior year. So, I mean, so now, I mean, it's been going on with Arch since he was in the seventh or eighth grade. And Cooper kind of just stalled it. You know, he just kind of kept it away until he at least got through with his freshman year. And, he's, and then he got ready to kind of ease into it. And the pandemic kind of stalled it again. So, actually, in this last month, oh, he's been taking some Zoom calls from coaches all along, Dan. But really, in this last month, to make, to make some visits. But, uh, you know, I don't think – I don't speak for him. Uh, and Peyton, Eli, myself, we don't get – we don't jump all in it. We're, we're there for him if he wants to ask us something, if he wants some advice. But he's not going to ask us where he should go. He'll make that decision. And I don't think he's close to it. You know, like I said, he's going to play his – my guess is he'll play his junior year of football and then address this again after the season next year. You know, Arch, I have a daughter that's playing Division One rugby right now, and you know, I, you know, I, I, I never want to inf- install like, hey, maybe you should do this. I always try to stay back, and I'm just wondering from yourself because you know, I, I took your advice. I put sunglasses on and I got hats, and I'm sitting in the stands. Yet the coaches know me sitting in there, and I'm sitting back here, and I'm kind of like trying to hide because I want all the attention on her. This is her moment. This is not my moment. My moment's gone. I, I, I want to do everything I can. How do you balance that, though? When I mean, two such successful sons, three actually, 
And now you've got a grandkid too. How do you temper that yourself? Well, I, I think you just, we kind of have a theory, just enjoy the journey and uh, don't get, don't get too wrapped up. Uh, the, the good news is Arch has got a good head on his shoulders. Arch knows coaches. He knows college programs. Um, he knows college quarterbacks, who they are throughout the country. And he knows other high school quarterbacks. And so he follows that. So he's got a good feel for a lot of things. And now basically he's listening to their spill and he's getting this month. He's gotten to see what six schools firsthand on campus, their facilities, their coach, their assistant coach, a lot of their players. Uh, there's some other recruits there at the same time. So th those are the good experiences that help you slowly get toward making a decision one day. So wait a minute. There's no Ole Miss or Tennessee conversations going on in the house. <laughs> none, none, none of those, none of those like this. Boy, that Ole Miss man. I'll tell you what. They're really doing good things there. None of that, right? Now you know we all love Ole Miss. Arch Arch has spent a lot of his youth at in Oxford at Ole Miss. He knows he knows about Ole Miss. Uh, you know, some people question why they weren't on the visit list this month. He just had time to make, what, five, I think, five, six visits. And he's been to Ole Miss several times. I'm sure he'll be up there in the fall for some games. So that, that, that's not a factor right now. You know, Arch, let's move off of him. And I, I, I have always wanted to ask you about your two boys. I just always thought that the most pressure was always on Eli. I mean, Peyton was more, you know, he's right here. And you kind of were in the back, and there was you. You guys kind of set the the table, and I just so love the fact that today I heard that Eli's going back to the Giants now. He's going to work inside the organization now, and he's such a giant. As I told you, my uncle's Robustelli. Right. And hey, by the way, I want to show you here. Here's his Ring of Honor jersey that one day Eli's going to get. This is my. My uncle's uh, induction into the New York Giant Ring of Honor. And so he's handled himself so well being a New York Giant. I mean, I know you're proud of all your kids, but I always thought that he had the most pressure. Well, I kind of agree with you on, on the pressure. And by the way, I, I knew Andy Robustelli was number 81. I, I grew up a Giants fan because my dad was a Giants fan because of their quarterback, Charlie Connolly from Ole Miss, number 42, who played with Andy Robustelli and, and many other great players there with those uh, great Giants teams. Uh, I agree with you a little bit, Dad, about the just the pressure because when Eli was going through the – kind of coming through high school, same high school, Newman High School, 2A football here in Louisiana, Peyton was kind of making his mark by then uh, in pro football with the Colts. He'd had an All-American career at – at Tennessee with a lot of attention. So that I think that kind of added to it with Eli. Uh, he didn't he didn't really want to go through all the recruiting process like, like Peyton did, somewhat like Cooper did. Uh, he had it down to three schools real quick and uh, he chose Ole Miss. I think <laughs> I think some people tried to put some pressure on Eli there because of me, because I'd been, been in Ole Miss, but that was so long ago. And Eli even kind of said that. He's all, that was about 30 <laughs> years ago. So it's not a, not a big deal. But I think what Peyton was doing at the time added a little pressure to Eli, especially going into the same conference. Actually, you know, going to Ole Miss, who, who really their program wasn't as strong as Florida and Tennessee, Georgia at, at the time. 
So, um, but I, I very proud of Eli that he made the best of it. And also he, he thoroughly enjoyed playing for the New York Giants. And um, I, I, I felt like one of the best decisions Eli ever made was to uh, retire when he did and, and retire a giant. And uh, he, he lives up that area now, like you said, he's, uh, they've invited him to be part of their organization. So that's, that's been a good deal. You know, one of the things that I've always admired about you, Arch, was that you are so plugged in still to the college game and you really love the college game. The Supreme Court came down with a decision today that it starts, it looks like the ball for, for potentially, um, you know, compensating players. And who better to talk to than you? You're talking about the Manning name now. And now here's more pressure potentially being added to Arch when he makes a decision on how that's going to factor in. Look, I love the University of Miami. I They still make some money off my name selling tickets. I never had a problem with that. But I just wanted to get your spin on the added pressures now of being a college athlete when you start throwing compensation at kids and how you see where the college game is going. Well, frankly, I have some concerns about it, Dan. Um, I, I think on the surface – you know, there's some, some, obviously there's some people who feel like college players should be compensated. I think part of it is because uh, you, you read so much about a number of head coaches that make big big time money, and they do. But but college football is a big deal. There's a lot of uh, a lot of money involved. Fans fans enjoy the game day experience. They go, they pay money good for t- for tickets. TV brings in a lot of money, so there's money there. And some people think the athletes don't get enough of it. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I just want it to be controlled. Uh, I, I worry a little bit about the combination of the portal, which is kind of a free agency of college football, and now compensation, which um, uh, we're not talking about a salary cap yet. But those are, those are terms that are used in pro football. And I think we're all of a sudden with a couple of things going on that's advancing college football. It's getting closer and more similar to pro football. And I, and I have some, so I worry and have some concerns about that. A couple last questions for you, Archie. This one too, I had Bill Hancock, the president or the executive director of the college football playoff on a couple of days ago. And we were going over the new 12 team format. And I'm just wondering how much of that now has pushed up that timetable on paying the kids, because this is going to be a gigantic moneymaker for the NCAA. Do you think that really facilitated and maybe your thoughts on opening it up for a 12 team versus the four team and how you see this yeah, whole thing? Yeah, Dan, I, I guess it all ties in. That is going it is going to be huge money involved in that. Um, I'm curious how it's going to affect the committee. You know, I was on that first committee. Um, I, I now I know some of the some of the selections are going to be locked in because I believe they're going to be conference champions. But still, uh, that's a lot of teams to pick, pair up. I always worry about bowl games. I, my understanding is the bowls are are, are going to be okay in this. I I, I think it's some smart men. Uh, I know a lot of them. You know, our our commissioner, various commissioners, uh, ours, uh, uh, different people. Jack Swarbick at at Notre Dame. I, I think good people that understand the college game, love the college game, and want, want what's best for the college game, just like we all do. So you know, I've kind of got my confidence in them. You know, frankly, I, I was fine with four teams. I was fine with it. Uh, I, I, one, thing, one thing I don't 
really want to see in playoffs is rematches. I, I don't really think rematches are good in in college football, especially if they come. It could it could be one let somebody play someone the last game of the year, and all of a sudden you turn around and you play them again two or three weeks later. So I hope those things don't happen. But like I said, I, I think these are bright and 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 good people that are making these decisions, and I hope all everything works out good for a, a great a great sport and a great game and that's college football finally here archie the southeastern conference i've i've made the comparison to the premier league in europe because i mean these people can play their own you really don't need anybody else it's the best football uh in the country i mean have you been shocked even from your days in the coach bryant days and you playing against alabama to where this conference is today and not just the amount of money that it's generating, but the fans in the stands at Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Texas A&M now. I mean, God, for you to see with the growth of this conference has to be enormous from the time when you played to where you are right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it was a great it, it was a great conference back when I was young and listening to games on the radio when I was fortunate enough to play in this conference. But uh, you mentioned the money and the schools and, what people have been able to generate. Alabama went in these national championships and their facilities. And you talk about Georgia, Tennessee, back in those days, they fell off a little bit back when, when Peyton was there. It, you, you mentioned the old Mrs. Mississippi State, Savannahville. Some kind of, sometimes it's kind of tough on, on some of the schools that don't have the, the, the biggest stadiums. But still, uh, I think I think we're all glad to be in the conference. It is a, it, it's, it's run by a really good commissioner, and Greg Sankey, we have outstanding coaches and administrators throughout the conference. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of out there and sets the pace. But I, I'm sure these other conferences around the country are trying real hard to catch up and, and, and working hard at it. I can't wait for the upcoming college football season when we get to see all the fans back in the stands again. That's going to be a lot of fun. Archie, thank you so much for always finding time for me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, my friend. Okay, yeah, my pleasure, pal. Have a great day. You got it. Archie Manning, the legendary Archie Manning, former MVP of the National Football League. We'll reset. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. 
The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show. Dan Cilio. That was cool catching up with Arch Manning. Love Archie Manny, man. Just a really great dude. Plugged into the college game. Loves the college game. What a great family, huh? Two sons go on and become Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, NFL Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You know, he had an MVP in his resume as well. Now you got a grandson that's going to be going through all the same process. I, I, I tell you, man, that's... That's got to be one of the absolutely best things that Arch Manning, who's the young kid, I didn't realize he was that young. This guy's still got two more years of high school, and you're recruiting him? He's right. Back in the day when you were recruited, you started getting letters your junior year. And towards the end of your junior year, you know, I, I remember they were small schools. They were like, you know, back in the day, UConn for me, and it was like uh, URI, University of Rhode Island. Cornell, places like that, you know, those kind of programs, because that's the region I was in, you know, BU, Boston University, they were recruiting me like that, you know, Pace, Temple, like that, those kind of schools. And so Rutgers, those were all the first, you know, beginnings of my recruiting. Then um, as I got into my senior year, that's when the Pitts, the Penn States, and the Boston colleges, Notre Dame's, and all those other places started coming around, knocking on my door. And that's when you start getting heavily recruited. Now, today, because of all the stuff that Rivals has and all these camps, you know, the Manning family has a passing school that some of the top flight kids end up going to. Um, and you really start to make your name as a young quarterback at the Manning Passing School. So when you graduate from the Manning Passing School, People already know who you are when you leave that place. If you can do anything at that place where you can get noticed, if you're going to get recruited, you go to that school and 
you may not end up being one of the top 10 guys, but they've got like two, 300 kids that go in there. And by the way, from what I understand, you get invited to go to school at this place. And if you can leave, you get an opportunity. I'll tell you what really helped me. We had a football camp back in the day, Quinnipiac, Connecticut. It was called the Joe Namath football camp. But the difference with this camp was it was full contact. So it was a week of two-a-days. And you you basically had like two-a-days. And it was I think it was my junior year um, that I did this. And I went up to Quinnipiac. They dropped me off there. I went to camp up there. And Every single I was I was coached by like guys like Winston Hill and uh, Sugar Bear Hamilton and Joe Namath himself and you know some of the top kids from around the country the state of Alabama uh, went up there and went to these football camps. It was really a big time football camp, and I got the defensive MVP up there at this camp, and I started opening people's eyes up there. I played linebacker back in the day when I was younger, and. That's when schools in the Northeast started seeing me. Pitt was the number one team in the country back in that time. And they started recruiting me, and that's how Notre Dame found me too. So, I mean, these camps that the kids have today, they get them when they're sophomores and freshmen, and that's really how you uh, really start to make a name for yourself. So it's going to be interesting to see where the kid lands. You know, it's funny, quarterbacks. I get asked this question over the weekend from some of my friends at the NFL Network. And it was funny because I was posting questions and posting things on my Twitter page at Dan Cilio show. I said, Hey, these are some of the best quarterbacks I've seen since 1986. Well, get this. So I had people and a producer call me from the NFL network and they go sales, do me a favor. We'd love to post it. And I got to go back and find it, but they actually had me do some stuff for them. And they love the stuff that we do, by the way, that I post it all. They see it on my Twitter page and they see it on the Jacob media Twitter page as well. And I put out there, I go the, my top quarterbacks that I've seen since 1986, I got 10 of them. And Warren moon saw this too. And he was like, I made the list. Right. And he was like, and I was like, okay, so here are, he got a little upset with me. He didn't make my list. So here's 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 my 10 that I picked. At 10, I picked Aikman. And we, we were going back and forth, and I was debating. I forget who I was debating. It may have been Kurt Warner. I said, Kurt, this guy won three Super Bowls. And he did everything inside that Jimmy Johnson system. As a matter of fact, um, outside of Tom Brady, who's won the most Super Bowls, um, in the last 20 years, outside of Tom Brady, it's Troy Aikman. Aikman's got the most Super Bowls. He's got three. In the last 25 years, Troy Aikman's got the most Super Bowls next to Tom Brady. It's Brady and Aikman. And I always thought Troy was underappreciated in that Dallas offense. He's a heck of a football player, man. I'd love to have him as my starting quarterback. At nine, I got Favre. Some might say down low on the list. Brett was just a turnover machine, but, man, he was exciting to watch. Here's the typical Brett Favre day. Playing with a lacerated kidney, five touchdowns, three interceptions, 375 yards, and it, put, it was a whale of a show. I'll make this point to you. My wife has seen a lot of great football players play. 
She said he's the most entertaining football player he's ever she's ever gone and watched. Yeah. I said, even me? Just kidding. At number eight, I got Patrick Mahomes. Still young in the process. Can clearly move up this list. I think he's one of the most revolutionary guys I've ever seen throw the football. I mean, the stuff that he does, ambidextrous, he's got Andy Reid. He is some player, man. I love all – and you know what the thing about him is? No lead is safe with him. He's one of those guys, you could be at 21 points on him. He's going to come back and get you. That guy can play, man. And you know what? I actually think he's better from behind. I think I can say that on the radio. Thank you. Number seven, I got Dan Marino. Very few people have ever spun the rock like him. Um, and his toughness, his guts in the pocket. The only problem that I had with Dan Marino, he was a rockhead. And what I mean by that is he wasn't very open to coaching outside of Coach Shula. You know, the big rift in Miami was that he never got along with Jimmy Johnson. That's a shame because Jimmy would have delivered him a Super Bowl. You know, Coach Johnson, here's an inside story here. Jimmy Johnson tried trading him to the Pittsburgh Steelers to send him back to Pittsburgh. And Wayne Huizinga jumped in and said, no, we're not going to do that. Dan's a fixture in our community, and we're not moving him. We're keeping him here. And Jimmy said, big mistake. Can you imagine having Marino in that offense back in the day? Neil O'Donnell got to a quarter, got to a Super Bowl. Can you imagine if you had Dan Marino up there with that team, with that Bettis team? I mean, dude, you, you, you may have won a little more, and they were trying to get draft choices for Dan. Heisinga didn't want anything in any part of it because he didn't want the backlash. Jimmy was trying to get the Dolphins better. And so when Dan Marino found that out, he was trying to deal. It was, was, was never a good relationship. They were never going to win. At six, this is probably the best comparison to Aaron Rodgers I have ever seen, and that is Steve Young. Steve Young, I've played against – get this, you want to hear something even crazier? I played high school football against Steve Young. Steve Young went to Greenwich High School. I went to Stanford Catholic in Connecticut, and we played high school football, played high school baseball against one another. We played numerous sports, in, uh, like Babe Ruth League stuff. I played against his brother Mike as well. Mike went on to be a quarterback at BYU too. So I played um, high school football against Steve, and then I played professional football against Steve. So we got that running gag that, you know, we made all – we made um, – all state in Connecticut on the coaches poll, but we made second team New Haven register and you couldn't name a guy off that team. And me and Steve are always going back to the New Haven register going, who are those guys again? <laughs> Steve Young was such a great football player at five. I got Elway. You could probably move these things around anywhere you want here. Elway's the most gifted, talented player I've ever seen at the quarterback position. He's just fantastic. Just was just wonderful when it came to playing and how he was really on a bad team in college and how he went out and just won as many ball games on a very limited football team and a very limited organization back in the day when he played for the Broncos. Now, when Mike Shanahan got there, that changed. They started putting really great players, but what was the most important thing they did under the Elway time? You know what that was? They ended up getting a running game going. Something that he never had there early on in the Dan Reeves years was him being able to go there and get a running game going. I got Rodgers at four. Yeah, Rodgers, as good as he is, most 
of all the guys that I named here, he's probably the most talented quarterback on this list. That doesn't necessarily mean he's the best quarterback of the bunch. It just means he's got the most talent. He could do it, and everything seems seamless. His sprint outs, his knowledge of the game. You know the one thing I always thought he lacked, though? His, I don't think it's leadership. His being a good teammate. He just doesn't come off. And I, and I don't mean that where he's a cancer in the locker room. I just don't think he spends enough time. Or how about this? You know that one guy that's always in the room? He's the quietest guy in the room. He doesn't make a lot of noise. And you're always like, man, this guy, I mean, does he like us? Does he not like us? He's kind of like that guy, right? I got Peyton Manning at three. I think Peyton, as great as he was, I didn't think he was the most gifted athlete of all time, but I thought Peyton Manning, I thought, you know, and I, I was never a Peyton guy because Peyton Manning was a dude that, you know, he always lost to Brady. And so I was a Brady guy. So you could probably flip. I think you're going to be shocked who I got at two. I got Tom Brady at two. I got Brady at two because I always look at it this way. If Joe Montana played in today's era, he played 25 years. You're telling me you don't hit the quarterback today? Well, you benefit from the fact that they have rules set up where you're not going to get hit. That doesn't mean anything that Brady's not spectacular in what he's accomplished. Seven and three in the postseason when it comes to Super Bowl play. He was legendary even in some of those losses in the Super Bowl. But I look at Tom Brady and I go, do that guy, do I, would I really take him over Joe Montana in a 60-minute football game? Maybe it's because I'm biased and I played against Joe. I'm sorry I wouldn't. Joe's 4-0 like Michael Jordan was 6-0 in finals. Joe never threw an interception in Super Bowl play and had the highest quarterback rating of any quarterback for four Super Bowls ever to this day. This guy had 135 quarterback rating. Can only get 138. The guy's the greatest player that's ever played the position, in my opinion. So that was fun. They asked me that question yesterday on the NFL Network. All right. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any of the show, please go over to the Jacob Media channel. You can replay it at any time tonight, tomorrow morning. Like it. Share it. Please do that. I want to thank Krause. Cal, thank you guys for putting us up here. Big Joe, thank you. We'll catch you tomorrow going 4 to 6 Eastern time. Till then. We shall see you on the flip side. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.